0: levels right there's the output has increased that's required on both so I've met that right but there's this extra little bit that I don't think even having met that expectation that I would be able to do if I hadn't kind of gone through this so there's like an extra 5% on top of that from a business perspective
1: welcome to this episode of the art of success podcast in this episode I'm speaking to my client Jackson living about his transformation about everything mindset and we speak a lot about um, his discipline and how he trained that discipline, which is a huge topic for so many high performers just seeking that next level. It's almost like you need to learn to get a little bit more uncomfortable before you actually make progress. So here is Jackson, and hopefully you can extract a ton of value and start to apply this to your own life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you for joining me. As you know, I appreciate you massively and I appreciate you uh, you taking the time to to jump on this call.
0: No worries, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. So, could we
1: start out in like painting the picture of what was going on before you reached out to me? Because like we 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 didn't get introduced at the sure. March on Mental thing, did we? We kind of, but we I think we became aware of each other. Like, where were
0: you at around that kind of time? Yeah, sure. So, I think for me, it was uh, basically. I have been working in tech for quite a few years now, um, and I had just started working with Match on actually, uh, alongside my my day job. And uh, I basically had reached this point where I was trying to ensure that I felt like I was kind of operating uh, at 100. I keep I remember I like the phrase that I used at the start when we first kind of kicked off was like. I feel like I've never given like a hundred percent of myself to everything that I'm doing. Basically. And and this was kind of an opportunity, I think, where it was like, it it's critical that I do. A hundred percent is probably a little bit like extreme, right? But if I can give 80% instead of 50, it's it's a big win. Um and that's like after the after the talk uh up at March on that was kind of like, oh, this is maybe what I'm looking for. It's like it's it was less about therapy and more about this, like, uh, how can I kind of it- train my mindset to be uh a little bit more disciplined a little bit more robust and 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 kind of work towards this idea of like applying myself 100% to everything that I do
1: yeah had you tried anything in the past to get the same kind of results you're hoping for
0: yeah I mean I've been through therapy done that uh you know I I kind of went on a journey from like sickness to wellness with that and then it didn't really help pass that kind of like you know being able to just be well with it and into performance uh and then I, I you know tried a few things like journaling by myself and, and breath work and all of that and it kind of just never really stuck uh doing it myself um doing it on my own I, I should say uh and yeah so just all the typical things that everyone tries right that's like kind of in the the, the fitness space at least there's like some prescription that with a go but uh, ultimately yeah just Self isolation didn't really work.
1: Okay, and what we're not going to do here is like dive into your use of therapy. But one thing I would like to kind of like ask you on is like, where did you see the limitation in therapy, and where did you see like the expanse beyond that, and what you're hoping for from what we did?
0: Yeah, sure. So I, th- I think with the therapy stuff, it was like I there was a moment, like a traumatic moment. Um, in the past where like it it did kind of mess up my wiring from an anxiety perspective and i had to get myself kind of out of that and as soon as that like kind of fixed itself and like i felt like okay cool like this this anxiety that i've been dealing with is is now like something that is completely manageable almost subconsciously um attempted to push through into i think what i would like i guess we can call it performance it's like it's like how do i perform and and work and, and business endeavors and stuff like that and i think the limiting factor i found with the therapy was that it was more about um, trying to like find problem historical problems in order to try and push forward through this kind of like performance mindset rather than kind of like trying to I don't know how I would say it. Maybe like trying to play what's in front of you a little bit. Like it did, it just felt too like uh felt too much like just looking back too much, I think. And that, and that's kind of like why I think it didn't work.
1: Yeah. Which is essentially if you're trying to release yourself from things that have been restricting you and really kind of um causing problems for a long time in terms of mental health especially. But then when we think about like how am I becoming a new person, then that's a different yeah. conversation that, that that we're having.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's no longer about trying to, I would say like bring myself back up to my baseline. It was like, how can I push past that? And then hopefully like uh, maintain or retain some of these things that have like been beneficial in order to make me perform right. You kind of want to bring them on as part of yourself. Um, and I, I just don't think you can do that uh, purely looking backwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it requires vision and it requires a development of new skills and it requires totally. like adaptation to a novel stimulus. So like that is what you're providing. Like that's what you are seeking. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. One thing I should have done right at the beginning of this conversation, but obviously felt to, do, was like, give us a picture of where you're at in life and what's going on. Like who, who is
0: Jackson? Yeah. So, uh, originally from New Zealand, uh, Spent kind of my first twenty years there. High school, uh, university, studied uh, design at uni, uh, and then alongside that, did my uh, PT qualification and worked as a personal trainer. Um, I then decided to move to Australia at twenty-two. I went over there and basically started my own business. It was a startup. Uh, I brought my brother on board, which was which was fun. And then, kind of after about a year and a half, we met this um, guy from. I don't know if you remember it, but there was this tech blog called Mashable back in the day. Yeah. Basically, like just it was started by a guy called Pete Cashmore here in the UK. Uh, and and so this guy, his name is Mike, he was the CFO of Mashable at the time. And he kind of came on as a bit of an advisor to me and my brother, more in life more than anything. Um and he was like, Oh, you should probably come to New York and like see if you can have a crack at it. So me and Matt spent a lot of time together in New York trying to make the startup work and make connections over there and all this kind of stuff. Um we did that for about a year kind of between there. Uh, we visited London briefly in that time frame, kind of first time to Europe, back and forth with Australia uh, and then we kind of reached the end of this two and a half three year journey of Australia in new york and and coming to Europe and realized that the business just wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and so kind of we ran out of the capital that we had raised uh, and we made this decision uh, basically at that point to find where we were going to go spend, you know the next four or five years learning all of the skills that we uh realized we know that we didn't have <laughs> and we needed to be able to make a successful business. Um and so and there's something nice about that naivety uh and it did, did you know treated us both very well but basically came to Europe I chose to stay in the UK I chose London stay in the UK so I got a visa my brother chose the Netherlands he was there for five years he's actually here now but um oh. I then got into working in finance so designing financial applications um consumer products, uh, did that for four years. Uh, was a founding member of this company, uh, that ended up getting acquired by kind of biggest asset management firm in the UK. Um, and then transitioned across to working for another financial firm, which is based in Canada, which I still am a part of today. Uh, and then during that time, uh, basically met the March on boys and I am kind of like on board helping you know, build the online product that they've now got. Um, and yeah, so I basically, I guess, to say what I do is a bit hard, but like I am a kind of designer by trade um, and just really interested in product and problem solving. Um, so I basically think of myself as a person that tries to create products that people want to use and just the mechan- the medium with which I kind of do that through is design. Nice. nice that's a a lot of ground and like condense
1: (laughs) and it's that impressive um i didn't know about the mashable
0: side of things like where who remind me of his name yeah yeah so his name's mike mike he's uh basically he was a cmo and cfo he was down in australia for some conference and my brother met him there my brother's like this very charismatic uh individual um just like everyone loves him he's kind of just got a lot of energy uh anyway he met him and then uh, and then basically we just through discussions we're like we need to get to new york um and so he was there and he just really was basically like a bit of a mentor more than anything like he, he did advise a little bit on the business side of things and and that was super helpful but it was more like i just remember i went to the gym with him like three times a week every week you know and we just spoke about life and and yeah so. Did he feel like
1: he was trying to specifically mentor you, or was it just like a?
0: I don't, I don't think so. I I think it was like we just had kind of, I I don't know what it is. And I've never had this conversation with him, but like, yeah, we just got on really well. Um, mm. both like fitness. Um, and mm. yeah, we just, I, I don't know what it was, but we just started training together and spoke a lot. And yeah, he actually helped. He actually helped me get my my visa for the UK. So. I'm on, I'm on this like global talent visa, essentially, which is just a fancy way of saying like you've got a skill set that we want and you can kind of sponsor yourself into the country. Right. Assuming you meet these criteria. And one of the things was you had to get a letter from a couple of like industry experts. So I just remember this is going to be perfect because he's like worked at, at Mashable, which is a big tech uh, publication and reached out and he wrote this like, you know, very generous letter kind of articulating why I would benefit. I think the framework was how would I benefit the UK economy? Um, which is very loose but yeah mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where it's like I've just got a lot of respect for this individual who for whatever reason decided to take some time to yeah. mentor me basically I don't, I don't know if he, if he would call it that but it, I definitely felt like it was that
1: yeah the serendipity of those meetings is insane like there's a couple of guys in my life when I was personal training um and I was working for like, (laughs) just like, it was like this fat loss clinic was the way it was phrased, which I always felt at odds because I was like, this is like so against my values of how we we coach training. And -hmm. I was working there and these two guys came in who were just like general gym goers, just wanted the accountability of personal training. And like, they were Mm -hmm. slightly older than me, but they just like had their shit together. And I had no idea at the time that like, oh, I'm resonating with like a part of them. And there's this like, I'm yeah, learning totally. from them and they're teaching me. And I don't think either of us know that it's happening. But it's like this, like, yeah, and I totally. look back at that now, like, I'm so lucky that I was A in that job, B met those two guys because they completely, they, they were advising me to get out of that job and do my own thing um, hmm. whilst I was in that job and doing that and to, like working with my boss, yeah, who sure. they knew really well and liked
0: as well. Yeah. I, it's those moments are, are just so invaluable. Like, and you don't recognize them moments until, like, well past. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah.
1: yeah. Good yeah. odd hindsight. So yeah. let's circle back to um, post-march-on. You kind of wanted to use those. Um, you wanted to get closer to your upper percentage. I say post-march-on. Post that march-on event that we went together. You wanted to access your upper percentage of performance. What areas of life was that in? And feel free to share as much or as little as you want.
0: Sure. Yeah. It, it was, it was a bit of everything, right? There was like, there's some fitness stuff, right? Like I've I've been training for the better part of 10 years on and off. Like, you know, I was, I was quite a successful, like high school rower, um, won a few like national level medals and stuff like that. And then just got into the gym and never did anything that competitively with my fitness after that. Um, and I just felt like I had kind of hit this plateau. Like I've looked the same, I've been as fit and I've been as strong as i as I am now for like six years. Which which is fine. But so there was that, there was this business, the business side of things, right? So like I had gone through quite a lucky and rare occurrence where the company that I was a part of the kind of like original small team uh, got acquired for like a relatively substantial amount of money and kind of felt like I lost my bearings a little bit, right? So like we had gone through this like four year like grind and hustle to get this thing to not that we were looking for this, but like the fact that it occurred was, it was kind of crazy. Um, and then I, I took on this new job and I also at the same time, like started like talking with Ollie and the boys at March on about, you know, their online offering. And I just, I could identify that there was um, something so much better that they could be doing to capture what they, what they do as, a, as March on, which is just like, you know, easily the best in the UK, if not the world. At, at the type of training that we we do and um i basically was like okay i'm taking on a lot here right like i've got this full-time role for this financial firm and then i'm also taking on this role of like or putting myself into this role where i'm going to like now be responsible for helping build this right and if i'm committing that like people become reliant on the fact that i'm committing to this right on, on both ends um and i was just like i'm not probably operating as uh as highly as i should be i think in order for me to achieve this um and so i recognize that there's the capacity to and I, i was like okay i need to make sure i just basically to like ensure that everybody that's involved um i could live up to what the expectations are of they have on me basically and not to let anyone down um so yeah that that was kind of why i was like I need to make sure that I bulletproof myself so that I give everything I can and, and whatever it is that I'm doing.
1: Nice. And then what problems are you running into? Were you running into problems or was it like more of a kind of, like, cause I, I feel like there's two yeah. types of scenarios. It's like I'm hitting this limit over and over and over again, or I want to take out kind of an insurance policy against my, um, against how I know I'll grow and be stretch when I
0: get there. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both, actually. I think I was hitting a little bit of like lethargy and uh, lack of motivation for a few things, right? And it was, it hadn't become a problem yet. Like it, it like wasn't affecting my ability to do work. And like I've I've kind of always had this ability to kind of just put my head down and grind a little bit, but I could definitely feel myself like feeling like I was getting close to that upper bound or like getting close to that percentage I keep speaking about of like 50 or 60% of like capacity and output. Which I know I could go further, and I was like, "Okay, I'm close, and I need to increase that space so that I'm, I can go further before I hit that limit." Um, so it was a bit of both. Uh,
1: yeah, nice, nice. And then if you think back to we also started working together was it was late last year, October, November? Sim, what time yeah. was it? Yeah, it must have been November. Around, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. we started working together then. Can you remember, like? what are the stages that stand out in your mind in terms of like, oh, we did this thing and then we did this thing. Cause like, I've got my opinion of what we went through, but I'd be interested to know like what it, yeah, was, sure. what it felt like for you.
0: Yeah, I think um, the first, so the first bit I guess in my head is like, was just like this taking stock kind of phase that we went through. Right. Um, it was like the physiological stuff, but also just kind of like doing a little bit of like mm-hmm. just internal reflection on where i like where in life i need to kind of push past and and i think i didn't quite understand what it was to be honest even when we started working together i didn't even know exactly what it was that we were kind of striving towards it was just trying to identify it was almost like i'm i know that i need to identify something and i don't know what i'm trying to identify mm-hmm. and so there was that like baseline kind of doing a bit of auditing and then i think it was the next phase as we were going through the process to try and filter out what to identify and then we did identify it, which like was, for me specifically, was discipline. Mm-hmm. I, it was, I could do everything that I like needed to do from a, from a operational standpoint or be high performing in, in, in business and that. But I I lacked the discipline required to be able to just continuously do it over and over and over again. Right. And this was around There were things like, you know, my diet was a little bit inconsistent. I couldn't be disciplined with not eating the sweet treats, um, with my time, uh, the energy I was kind of giving out, I just a lot of places of discipline, right? Um and so for me, I think those are kind of the big phases. And now we just completed 75 hard both of us, which was which is pretty awesome. Which I think was this like it was a it was a physical playing out of that identification of the need for discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think um the physical is the easiest, right? In my mind anyway, for me. And so almost picking the easiest form of discipline, built discipline. And now it's like this thing that feels like it's just trickling over. Um and so that's kind of where I think we're we're
1: up to. Nice. Nice. Sweet. So that yeah that that like aligns really nicely with what I was thinking and what what I was intending to go through. So testing phase initially to like put a pin in what it is that we need to change um and I, I think we got close to it with that but we didn't quite hammer it out exactly it required that this do you remember we went through a bit of like a vision setting like goals and like okay what what yeah. what that looked like what success looked like and that kind of stretched you totally. and then we ran into those limitations um which was all part of the the broader plan to to find those yeah. limitations exactly. um nice yeah so it's been, a, it's been a process of discipline what has been different to how you'd approach it if you were going to approach it yourself?
0: Um, I think what, what, one, there's like a little bit of accountability outside of myself, right? Like I think in order to cultivate something that you would like to identify with or whatever it might be, there needs to be a little bit of external pressure to encourage you to like stick to it, right? Um, and so having that so there was a little bit of like uh, there are a couple of moments I remember being like Tom's doing this with me, and if I don't do it, I'm going to let them down, right? Uh, and it was like a couple of moments during those 75 days where that like creeped in. I was like, okay, cool, I have to have to do it. And then what you what you what I realized is that um, that's that talk of that like started to diminish, right? And it was just like, oh, I now need to do this for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but I think. Doing it to like together or, or or having someone help you through a process like that is like there are stages at the start where you're ramping up and you're basically like oh, it's going to be easy to just uh, throw it all away for myself, but there's someone else. i uh, will just you know, do this and then you get to this inflection point where you your narrative changes and you go I'm going to let myself down now, right? And then there was that mindset shift and so it was like it, it was that I think having someone there doing the same thing just it got me over that hurdle yes. mm.
1: it's, it's interesting isn't it? because we have this like this image of ourselves initially that we don't mind letting down and it's like oh i'm this type of person yeah and that's cool i can let that type of person down but somewhere along the line with transformation totally. you go like oh i'm not letting myself down and i'm worth like the effort and the discipline and the focus and that's yep. the transformation of identity that happens totally. in it
0: yeah, a hundred percent. And it, it 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 was a moment where I almost instantly recognized it occurring as well, which is kind of this, which which is crazy that we don't like selfishly. We should we should be like, you know, we should not want to disappoint ourselves more than anyone, right? And the fact that we are willing to like sacrifice or or, or whatever it is for ourselves, we don't want to do it for other people is like it's almost nice that we're like almost wired that way to do it, but it's kind of crazy that we don't identify that we need to be able to do that for ourselves at the same time. Like it it, it is a strange thing that I think most people go through. Yeah. It's a, it's a rarity to find someone who has that
1: embedded already. Like I'm not sure whether it's a a social thing, cultural thing. I'm not sure whether it's just the way that as a mass we are brought up or whether it's like evolutionarily built in. I'm sure there's probably reasons for both both sides of it, but it's definitely in there. And with everyone that I'm working with, Is that okay? We need to take you seriously, like, and your needs, and your demands, and Mm -hmm. your standards of success. Like they're just as valid as everyone else's, and they're the only ones that you have control over, too. And also, if we're trying to help the people that you really care and love then well, it's best to look after yourself first, then you can provide.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't, like you said, you can't control any anyone else's like uh, perception or output of you, right? So. Mm -hmm you may as well control what you give out because that's going to be the perception of everyone and that's how you're going to help everyone and I think if probably people recognized that a little bit earlier it would be it would be a good thing but journey of self-discovery I think
1: just a quick one team if you're not already subscribed to my email list you're missing out on even if I do so myself some of my best work I create a bunch of custom email content and it's the first place to keep up to date with any new opportunities to either join my coaching or just Find out about free coaching that I'm offering as well. And find out when I have availability. If you're ready to subscribe, head to my Instagram and drop your email in my inbox and I'll add you straight to the list. (laughs) Yeah, you you have to. Like it's it's a horrible thing, but you have to have to run into those roadblocks. You have to go through that pain of like, oh man, I'm really not holding myself accountable to the person I can be, and I know I'm operating at 50% in order to get like that's an important step on the way. Um if we are talking about like the the changes you've seen, are there mm. like the subjective and quantifiable changes that we, we sure. see? And I'm unsure like which are more important for, for everyone, but like what changes have you seen as you're going through this process um like now compared to seven months ago or six months ago?
0: Yeah, I think a few things. So like from a business perspective, I think um or like a a work perspective um I am providing more output than I was right so and 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 it's it's interesting because both like things that I'm currently like involved with require more output from me right so i I would say that there's there's two levels right there's the output has increased that's required on both so I've met that right but there's this extra little bit that I don't think even having met that expectation that I would be able to do if I hadn't kind of gone through this. So there's like an extra 5% on top of that from a business perspective, right? So like just pure work output. Um, I'd say physically there's like been a change. So um, like like actual like hard numbers, like my VO2 max is gone from like 45 to 49 in that 75 days, right? Mm -hmm which is like a, a big leap. Yeah. Two um, and a bit months. Yeah. Two and a bit months. Right. And, and that's purely just down to the volume. Right. And so that's been great. I, and I think the men the thing that's happened mentally that shifted, right. Is like, uh, like today, for example, I went and uh, went into London for work. Um, and so like I created this routine in order to get an extra workout in on like a Wednesday, which was like, it was meant to be low intensity, which is just a work, a walk. Right. It was intentional, but it was it was a walk. And this morning, without even thinking about it, I continued the routine and did it all this morning, right? So it, it it's become subconscious to do that, right? And I find myself like now in my calendar looking for like a 45-minute block where I'm like, okay, cool, I can get a 45-minute workout in, right? Like I'll do that this afternoon, whereas I wouldn't have done that or I would have guilted myself into doing it. Whereas, like, I'm actively looking for those moments to put in a little bit extra now. Whereas before, I would probably shy away from that.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Because your identity shifted and your beliefs have shifted. Like, who you yeah. believe you are and the type of person that you subconsciously know yourself as has changed. And, like, yeah. That's, totally. yeah. 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 And that's the difference. Like, because I'm guaranteeing you could have forced yourself to to get that output and you probably did on a consistent basis, yeah. you pushed into that, that zone, but it felt like you're redlining probably I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the drop yeah, off totally. and the, the fade out. And then it's like, Oh fuck man, I'm not disciplined. I need to be more disciplined. So I need to mm-hmm. force myself. and you push back up and you have the drop off and you average out somewhere in the middle, as opposed to just releasing yourself and, and floating up.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Nice.
0: It was like, it. like on that releasing, that's actually like an interesting point. Uh, on the weekend right finished we finished 75 hard on the um, on the Friday right so we had Saturday Sunday and so like it, there was this like weird fixation that I also had with like closing all my readings um, over that 75 days on my Apple watch as well right like where it's like and I had a thousand calories burned I thought whatever it is 120 minutes of exercise and, and I there was a release that I had active decision to go I am going to end my streak because I know that on the Monday, I'm just going to start again as if mm-hmm. this is just normal life. And I will continue to have that streak. But I was like, I'm just going to end the streak for myself to know that I can just do that because I need to. And it's, I'm not beholden to the streak. And that's the thing that's motivating me. And, uh, you know, it's only been three or four days, but like, again, just close them. So it's just this interesting moment of like actively deciding to release that because I knew that I no longer needed it to motivate me through. Um, yeah the the
1: backing yourself and the self-trust in that is such a nice feeling where it's like oh i know i've got this like it's not this like do i do it do i not do it am i going to live up to my hopes or am i going to fall to the level that i've trained at like i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna crack on because that's what i've been doing and that's who i am now were there any challenges that you faced in this that you were like or actually what were the challenges you faced in everything that we've done together from start to to start to finish?
0: Yeah, there was, I think it was a a hard thing, right. Is like uh, identifying that you are not living out how you think you are. Right. So like, you know uh, what I mean by that is like, I kind of thought of myself as this relatively like, um, hard-working disciplined uh individual by by maybe just like society standards right but i i just kind of wasn't quite living up to that picture that i had of myself and so doing a lot of self-reflection and realizing that you're not doing that is actually quite a hard thing right um you're basically saying to yourself that oh i've like actually i've let myself down right because there's so much more there that i could be giving and I, like, for whatever reason, lost, however long it might be, right, four or five years, is not uh, lived up to the expectations of myself. So that was really difficult. Um, it was difficult also having, like, a conversation with, you know, friends and, and partners about stuff. Like, I remember, I, actually, I do remember one moment where it was, like, an active discipline where, you know, I, I don't particularly like going out and, and sharing what I'm doing, right? I'm quite a private person, naturally. And I remember we had this conversation where it was like we're going out for like my my birthday or whatever it was. And I was like, I didn't want to like tell my friends just not to share it online. And you were just like, why do you care that you have to tell them that? Like, is it going to make you happier and enjoy the moment more because it's your birthday? And I was like, yeah, it will. And you were just like, okay, just do it. Right. And that was a hard moment because I was like confronting the fact that I was afraid to do that, which sounds ridiculous. but like. Being scared of something so like minor, like mm-hmm. in my head anyway, it was like this moment of, oh wow, like I, I really am not quite living up to what it is that I, I believe I should be. Or not not living up to I'm not living up to the image of myself that I have. Yeah. Um and it sounds so innocuous, but like I did that and I just felt so relieved. I was like, Oh, I can just tell people yeah. like, okay, oh, that's go all good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, it requires a a different relationship with yourself to do that to yeah that shift in identity to go like actually you know I am making it because each one of these steps each one of these actions in in moving forwards is like staking a is, is putting something drawing a line in the standard saying like I am this type of person and these are my standards and these uh what I'm gonna meet and whether that is like the macro across like three years of work output mm. or training, or whether it's the micro in as much as like, this is what I want to happen around my birthday. And these are like, this is how want my kind of my presence to be yeah. um, understood. Um, then like that is a hugely effective thing. And one influences the other. So like, that's where identity comes into. Totally. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is, Important for this
0: conversation. Hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, we've covered quite went a little bit broader than I thought we would, which is cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the way we do. it we do, You know. You know. We yeah. start on. Tan, we start on one thing and then go on tangents. That's the way we do things. But they all. They all yeah, exactly. around. Um. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Massively appreciate it. And um, following that conversation, we're going to ask everyone to follow you on Instagram. So i will keep that quiet.
0: <laughs> so I don't post anything. So if anyone does, yeah. I'm not going to get money out of it. So. <laughs>